This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season nine, entitled The Power of a Word. Today, I have with me one of my closest friends, longest mentors, um, and just an amazing influence in my life, Redford Moss. Redford, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Amber. So I I am so stoked about this episode. And the, you, there is a reason why you are the first guest on this season, uh, because you were with me when I started this whole concept of picking one word for the year to, to focus on, to meditate on, to integrate into your life. And so we met all the way back in 2006 when I was a little injured, gimpy freshman soccer player at the University of Notre Dame. I remember the night I met you, Red Dog. I do too. Oh, God. Okay, well, why don't you tell the story? Because this should be interesting. I just remember being in the corner of the old field after a game, and this little blonde-haired girl limped up over along the fence, and uh, Liz and I were standing there just talking to players after the game. And that's where I met you. Yeah, and it was it Is was that right? it was hundred percent right after the game. You know, I'd just come in, I had a torn ACL, so I was all in my locked out brace with some crutches and, and I remember the night I met you guys, uh, you were you were doing small groups basically when several of my teammates were coming to your house and so they brought me along that next week and from then on, you know, you you guys, you and Liz have just both been deep spiritual mentors in my life and, and friends and you know, thank God I've I've grown a lot over the last several years, I think. <laughs> But you, but you've been there to witness all of it, and there's very few people out there, I think, that that have the honor and privilege of having individuals like you and Liz in their lives to just care about and love and and mentor and forgive and guide and coach and all of the things. And so, before we get too far into this, I, I simply want to say thank you. Well, it's a privilege. We just love being a part of your life. It's you know, like you're like a daughter to us, and uh, and we're just proud of everything you've done, accomplished, your hard work, and uh, you, were, you were really set apart from the crowd back then and uh, 15 years ago, and uh, you continue to just press on. They're just a great encouragement to Liz and I as well. Well, thank you. It's uh, it, it's been a journey for sure. And now, you know, Red and Liz run a college nonprofit here in Northern Indiana called LifeWorks. And I was actually with you guys when we launched LifeWorks way back when I was an undergrad in college as well. And to see it have grown and evolve, and now have the honor and privilege of serving on the board of LifeWorks and and the chair of the board of LifeWorks. Um, it's it's just one of the greatest privileges of my life. But for our listeners' sake, share a little bit about what LifeWorks is and, and the ministry itself. It's a college ministry where we bring college students together just to process the big questions of life. And so I believe that 
college students will come out of college with a mindset on a certain set of tracks, if you will, and that will be the direction their life takes, and that's their worldview. The Bible, is that important? Isn't it important? Is it real? Isn't it real? Is it truth, isn't it? And and uh, what do you believe in, in giving college students a place to openly talk about their views and discuss that in a healthy environment? Of course, I have my view. I don't slam that down people's throat, but we just like to create that space where we build strong, loving community, loving each other and loving God. Yeah. And you know, again, I'm a byproduct of that ministry because that's what you and Liz did with me and all of my friends. You know, now you're neighbors to Tommy Chase, uh, one of my best friends in college who, again, we were here and got to process life and just mm-hmm. talk about things like purpose and failure and, you know, opportunity and relationships and love and all of the things that like you, you want to get right, but you're just not sure if you're thinking right about them. You know, and to have somewhere that that you get to talk with that with again people that love you and care about you is is powerful. And so again, today in the honor of of being able to serve on this board to support you and Liz to continue that ministry, I know what it did for my own life, and I'm confident in in what you're doing in the lives of these kids today. So thank you for that as well. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> it's unbelievable to be together. It it really is. And so okay, so let's talk about this whole concept of the power of a word, right? I've heard you say a lot of times. Be careful, your words matter. Every word matters. Tell me more about what you mean when you say that and and why, in your perspective, words are so important. Well, you know, I, I believe that the, the saying that comes out of Proverbs, Proverbs 23.7, Amber, you love numbers. I mean, you're somebody who has pointed out the meaning of numbers. I love numbers as well. And, and so I love this Proverbs 23.7. And this guy, Jordan, Michael Jordan, that guy had a tremendous mental strength to him, right? So he thought right. And I love the number seven. So 23-7, Proverbs 23-7. And, uh, and I love the number seven because it represents perfection, God. And so Proverbs 23-7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So first you have that thought, and then you have a word. And those things are really powerful. And when you establish a word, it creates direction for your life. It really does. And it, and it brings life to your life. That's awesome. What is your word for 2021? Again, we've had we've had these words since 2006, y'all, me and this guy. We have had a word of the year since 2006. We have shared our words with each other. We have encouraged each other. We have held each other accountable to the words that we selected. And now I want to know, Red Dog, what is Redford Moss 2021 word of the year and why? <laughs> I want to drop it on you. Can I jump back to 2019? Oh, sure. <laughs> this is basically also how our life goes all over the map. And I love it. What well, happened in 2019? I just, it was, my word was joy. And, and with a year like 2019, 2020, 2020, we're in 2021 now. My bad. The word 20 for 2020 was joy. And you would not believe how much power that word had in my life as mm-hmm. as we faced everything that we faced. I'm a, I'm a real relational guy. I cannot stand masks covering us up and and covering our smile and creating distance. I, that's exactly the opposite of everything that I am about: relationships, being close, being family, just loving each other, and so. That that was a huge that was a huge world 
to for me to adapt to mm-hmm. at 70 years old, right? And so with this word joy, I I don't know how many times I'm I'm like joy and the power of of that as I thought about that word every single day, talk about it, and look scriptures up on that notice things in videos, in stories, that word joy, and things I, I'm just more in tune with things that bring joy in your life, whatever that is. It may be a conversation. It may be, it may be something great that happened in, in a friend of yours, and, and you, you just feel that joy. And to really focus on that joy rather than on other things, that's the focus, and that's my word. So it really helped me survive 2020. Yeah, you know, and, and just hearing you say that too, I mean, again, I know you really well, just like you know me really well. And I, I, I guess I never thought about it until you just said that, but seeing how you processed and handled 2020, I think joy served it as an anchor almost for you because, you know, whether it was the social distancing or the, the physical distancing or the masks or, you know, some of the, the different social injustice conversations that were had and the political world that we all found ourselves in last year and all of those dynamics, you know, you're a passionate, highly emotional individual. And to see you never go off on an emotional tangent on any of those elements, even though they might have been very, I mean, disparate of, of who you are at your core, like that, you, I never saw you outside of peace outside of hope, outside of joy. And I I think that again, when we talk about the power of a word and what that word can do in your mind and in your heart and in your life, like, man, I got to see that in you last year retrospectively, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And that's incredible. And that's what we're talking about here, people. Like, Well, then that's the life I got to live. I got to live a life of joy. Amen, (laughs) let's go. That's what I got to live. And who doesn't want a life of joy, right? We all say we want these things, but then we act differently or we think differently. And so therefore, what happens to our lives? Exactly. You know, I, I think I always think of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, who, who talked about in his great speech that we always remember, but he talked about not surviving Mm. He said that we would thrive. If you go back in the heat, his vision was thrive. Don't we all want to thrive? We don't want to just survive. There's a difference. And this word can literally brings life into your life because, you know, again, in Proverbs uh, 18, uh, 7, 21, 18, 21, it talks about life and death is in the power of the tongue. And mm. if that is true, if the Bible is true, if this really is true, then this is true for our life. And so when you speak a word of joy or this word, you're waiting for my I'm 2021. I'm trying to be yeah. patient. <laughs> and, so, and so when you when you speak that word, it literally is is producing energy in this world that moves your life in that direction. God, that's powerful. I, I, Man, now you all know why he's been a mentor in my life. I mean, we sit around and have these types of conversations all the time. And I mean, think about that, that, that the words that we speak bring life and, and point us in the direction where we're going to proceed. So with that, Red, what direction are you going in 2021 with your word? Well, we start this conversation usually around Thanksgiving and what's your word going to be for next year. And uh, so it's a process. I think about it for a, quite a while because mm-hmm. this is serious. I, I take it serious. This isn't just some little cute little thing that it's it started out 
in when you were in college and you led NDCA to that. So my my word is discipline, mm. and um, and this was a hard decision for me. But as I'm just thinking about my life, I'm this is what motivated my word. As, as I'm thinking and me and God talking this back and forth, I am picturing life in ten years from now. I'll be eighty. Oh. What do I want? What do I want that picture to look like? And so I'm thinking about my last 70, and here's what I here's what I, I came very clear to me. Everything that is rewarding, hard, uh, the, reaching for the top bar, whether it's nutrition, whether it's your your, your fitness, your your whatever, uh, your relationships. The best takes discipline. Amen. It's easy to sit on the couch, and, and, and it takes no discipline to eat the extra cheeseburger. Did I say the extra one? <laughs> uh, it, it's the, that's the easy path. And so the word I wanted to activate, because this is going to bring life to me. This is really going to move my life down the track of being disciplined to the things that I want to do today that are planting seeds that will let me reap the harvest that I see in 10 years from now. So this is how powerful this, this word is. It literally brings my, my life in a direction that I'm choosing by that, just by that word. That word I will carry for this whole year. And it will be on my mind every single day. And when, when I feel myself stepping off that platform of discipline and, and choosing the easy, because that, right? And that, that easy thing is not going to get me to where I want to I get to. I, I want to get to. So, and, and the picture I want in 10 years from now. So that's how powerful the word is. It's literally going to take me in that direction this year. Man, Red, that is so powerful. And I just love that, you know, you made the point of this isn't just this fun little exercise, right, that we go through and like post on social media, like, oh my God, look at my word of the year. I mean, this, if if you take this seriously, it's just like anything. If you take anything seriously, guess what happens? You manifest the reward of the investment. And, and so to hear you say that so compellingly is powerful. And I hope listeners, you're listening. And when we challenge you to pick your word of the year, it's not, it's not a, it's not a marketing scheme here for your life and your personal branding. I mean, this is about actual personal development and wiring of who you want to be. So Red, I'm curious because before you picked the word of discipline, you caught a glimpse of the vision of 80. So what are some of the elements of the vision of you at 80 that you saw that you want into your life, which then drove you to select sowing That's a great the seeds of disciplines that, now? That is a great question because um, my, um, so you know, my, my bigger story going back 15 years ago, I was, I was sta- facing stage four prostate cancer and I went to see two doctors. One was here, one was in, in Detroit, world, world-renowned. So anyway, both doctors said exactly the same thing. They could slow this down, but because of the advanced condition, they would not stop it. So they knew I was a dead man walking. They just didn't know how fast. And I thought, well, if, if that's what they're saying about my life, then I'm looking for another answer. So I did a deep dive into nutrition and found that a plant-based diet can really 
get rid of this is a big bigger story but it can get rid of type 2 diabetes heart disease you can make yourself heart attack and stroke proof within 16 days and i mean this is the power of nutrition so anyway i took a deep dive into the education of of nutrition to save my life well that's not that's not eating anything you want anytime and whatever you want. It's not, it's not stopping by the donut shop and it's not having the piece of pie when I go over to Amish country and, you know, the mashed potatoes and gravy or whatever. It, it's, a, it's a disciplined life. But I know what I need to do. So in the last, the story is that, the, I should, I, before I drop that part of the story, is that I, I went at this nutritional game plan like nobody's business, hardcore, always sold out. And uh, within three years, there was no cancer left in my body. And they, they had prescribed for me, you know, the chemo, the radiation, the hormonal therapy, and then more rounds of it and surgeries and whatever it takes. And I, I've had no chemo, no radiation, and no, no hormonal therapy. I kept going back to the doctor. My blood kept improving. But that was through discipline. So I beat the cancer, and you're more you're more motivated when there's urgency, when when it's life and death. When it's like you do anything, you're in this moment right now. You do anything to have, blah blah blah. Well, when when you don't have that crisis, you're less motivated, and 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 so. I'm good. I feel great. Have another order of fries. Have the Aussie cheese fries at Outback Steakhouse with the cheese and the bacon. They're, they're beautiful, awesome tasting ranch dressing, dipping it. It's like that. I love that kind of stuff. So if I go to Outback Steakhouse, it's going to take discipline to order the chopped salad versus the fries as an appetizer. You know what I mean? And so... I'm thinking about this picture of what I want at 80. Well, first of all, I need to I need to still be alive. Yes, yes, please. I need you alive. I I can't have a heart attack. I I for sure can't have a stroke. And if if I'm going to eat the American diet and live the American lifestyle, then I'm ro- I've got a set of dice in my hands and I'm rolling the dice that I will be the one out of all the statistics of those who are going to get cancer this year or those who are going to have a heart attack or, or some cardiovascular, get diabetes or, you know, the, you name it, the gamut. And, and, uh, and so I don't want to roll that dice because at 80, I won't be there. Yeah. There's a huge chance that I will not be there in ten years. I won't. I won't see what you're doing in ten years, Amber. If if I don't live a disciplined life and get back on track, because over the over after I beat the cancer, as time went on, my guard dropped. I didn't stop at fast food every day anymore. I still don't. But anyway, I've I've given away too much ground. So I'm sorry about that long story. But all that to say that this is what drove me to the word discipline. Because if I want that, then I've got to be disciplined. Man, you know, I love that, right? Because we say all the time, if you go back into some of the seasons of podcasts where we talk about a lot, some leadership principles or just in general, meant high performance and the importance of casting vision. I've never really paired that up against like, the the same type of intensity that vision can create in you that crisis creates in you. And so do we have to get to point of crisis before we get intentional and intense about 
how we're living and how we're operating. Like, can we just avoid the crisis if we create a captivating, compelling vision, right? I, I love that concept. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I even create a crisis in my mind of what life looks like if I don't do something today. And that's what's really motiva- motivated me. And and now I'm rocking and I'm got clarity and brain fog's gone and it's awesome and I think that you know it's it's cool too when I was um I did a change management training one time and one of the things they talked about like the importance of change management is change is hard for people particularly when things are relatively good you know and so one of the elements of of successfully change creating change management is like creating what they call a burning platform (laughs) like this burning exactly. plat- this platform's going down if we don't make this change now even though it feels relatively stable and so that's sort of what you just said too about like part of the vision can be a little bit of a burning platform you know what crisis could exist and and look like if i don't do this now, right? right. And organize and align right. my life. And so. then for me just like i i chose a word that's going to that's going to keep me from standing on that platform that's burning. Totally. You know, what's fascinating is I actually met an individual in, in a manufacturing plant I was at the other day who he uh, he said he had been sober for like 10 years. And I was like, well, ma- what made you change? He said, well, I had a kid and I remember what my dad was like as a drunk and I didn't want to be that kind of father. And one day it was cold turkey done. It was like he created that sort of burning platform in his own mind of like the vision of a father he could be, which was the exact opposite of what was in his heart and it totally shifted how he chose to show up to life and his son and 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 it's amazing what a clear captivating compelling vision can do to organize your life whether it's a behavior and or or the word that you need to align to you know if you if you have seen somebody that's angry all the time and you don't want to be that then your word maybe should be joy and how do you sow that into your life because as a man thinks in his heart so he is Exactly. And, and I, I mean, what you're talking about, that, that vision to me is, is just, I think that we need to, as people, it's really healthy if we stop often and think about what do I want my life to look like? What, what, do, I, what do I want? Not just, not just taking the hits and, and, and answering the calls and, and, and handling the situations and the problems and then making it through the day, but where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, whether and, and that guy, you just told that story about that guy that he didn't he saw that picture. He didn't want to be that to his kid. Yeah. And, and it was like made all the difference. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we all need to find what are the right rhythms in our own lives to explore and investigate when, when do, how often do we need to come up for that vision check? Right. And for me personally, I found like different cycles of that rhythm are important. I think, you know, once a day is important to reset on that vision, you know, before you get out of bed of like, what a blessing, what an opportunity. I can't wait to go after the day. And just doing that helps set the tone for the day. By the time your feet hit the floor. I mean, can you imagine every time, every time it would be, we'd, it'd be time to eat. If I didn't have the vision of where I'm going, that I got control of my life, that, that food doesn't have control of me. I've got that vision of where I'm going. It's like every single meal, I got to think about that. Otherwise, it would be a pain to be doing this. I'd be just, it would be drudgery. I'm excited about this. Yeah, that that's awesome, right? So you have those moment by moment, like throughout the course of the day, you got to yeah. call up that vision yes. so you can execute. Or even on a broader scale, 
right? Looking at, I mean, at, at least once a year, I take my own personal offsite and reset on the whole vision of my life one year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and just make sure that I'm still in alignment and in motion. How long have you been doing that? Mm, I mean, I don't know, since I graduated college probably. Yeah. And, and so, you know, those, that's a full day or a couple days where I really need to call up those sort of big picture visions. And then even just, you know, for my, my team at work, we, quarterly, we're going to meet to reset and, and make sure we're still moving in the right direction. What part do we need to assess and, and, and maybe tweak a little bit? And so I think for all of our listeners too, what are the right rhythms of vision casting do you need to input into your own life? Again, those incremental moment by moment, the, the quarterly ones, the annual ones, the, the, every five year ones, you know, I think is a really powerful practice because then when we think about the power of a word in our lives or the disciplines that we're sowing into our lives, we've got to check, right? Is, is this word really leading me into that future that I haven't, that I want to create? What's the life you want to live next year, tomorrow? Amen. Whenever, you know. That's incredible. Red, you know, one of the things that we do here on the podcast, as you know, he's one of the most avid listeners and avid supporters of, of the podcast is, you know, we end every episode with championship mindset training, right? Things that people can do to literally train their mind because, because repeated thoughts build mindsets, right? What we think over and over and over actually builds these protein patterns that wire into our brain and change the form and function of our brain. And so the purpose of this championship mindset training is to give our listeners something that they can do to get some mental reps in, some some reps of discipline into their mind to grow that word, to build that mindset of discipline, if you will. So I'm curious, what would you what would you tell our listeners today that they can be doing over the course of this week? Well, first of all, I guess I would just think about the importance of this. It's not just a little trick you're trying to do. The, the, the reality of this, because this is anchored in, in, in the Bible. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And then the, another verse in Proverbs is that there's life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what life do you want to speak every day? What, what do you want to exist in your life? Because you're, you're literally creating, you're creating seeds that are going to produce that word you are literally saying. But the important thing is that, do you want to say that, do you want to drop that word once a week, uh, twice a year, every day? How many seeds do you want to plant? What kind of harvest do you want of, of this actual word? Well, then that means you're going to have to plant those seeds, every seed, which I love what Jesus said. He said, what's, what's the kingdom of heaven? You know how he answered that question? It's a mustard seed planted mm -hmm. in the ground. So the word is only a thought, and it's planted when you speak it. So that's what I'd say is I would do, I would do more planting. I love that. You know, I've never heard, uh, I've never heard anybody say that before. It, it, it's just a thought until you speak it out loud, and then it becomes a word right? And so what a powerful concept for all of us to consider. Because I talk a lot about thoughts, right? And the power of thoughts, and, and that's critical. And thoughts are so important, right? Foundational. Foundation, like the most important. But then to take those thoughts and actually speak them out loud, that's when they become a word, 
right? And I didn't even I didn't even think about this when I named the season the power of a word. I didn't even think about that, Red Dog. And you again just keep you know speaking greatness into my life and perspective of 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 what we're doing here. But like saying these words out loud, and every time you do, trusting that as you do, you are planting, and you will reap what you sow. And so, you know, just, however, on the other side of that, ladies and gentlemen, there's power, there's life and death in the power of a word. And so, you know, I would also just challenge all of us, how many words of life are we speaking to ourselves, to other people, to our country, to our world, to people that are different from us? And how many words are we speaking that are death to ourselves? to those around us, to our country, to our world, to those that are different to us. And we better, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go, you know, cliche here, you better check, our, we gotta check ourselves for wreck ourselves because quite literally the words that we speak will bring life or death. And guess what? All of us have control over that. We have the personal responsibility, accountability, and ability to choose to speak life. And, and so let's do that. Let's do that plant seeds that will harvest life in your life and those around you. Red Dog, I, I, I'm so thankful for us, the time that we got to spend together this evening. Thank you for pouring your heart out to our listeners. Thank you for being on this journey of the mm-hmm. power of a word and choosing a word with me over these last th- more than a decade, which is crazy to imagine. Um, I'm looking forward to the next decade. Let's go. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. Um, as always, please check us out on all social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And again, if you are interested in keynote speaking, mindset training or coaching, nutrition coaching, clinical sports psychology work, please reach out to me directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. We've got a team of awesome performance coaches who are are ready to come alongside of you on your own journey. So again, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. Thank you again for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.